0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: <laughs> Amateurs in the studio, but yeah, uh, I've certainly not thrown the towel in, but it seems like most of the other lads have because they're not here. <laughs> i sure they've got their reasons again.
2: To be honest, the only reason I'm here is because of the Toby Carvery that (laughs) that preceded the show. Uh,
1: Other good Carveries are available. (laughs) Um, Sonia Castle are in uh, quite the situation, Si. You didn't do the podcast on Monday, so should I I do my announcements first? Uh, So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And big news this week, new True Faith out. I'm sure everyone listening to this already reads True Faith. If if that's the case, tell your friends and family, please, because it's very good. I've got a couple of pieces in there. Uh, Lots of people involved with this show, listeners, friends of ours have also got excellent stuff in there, and it's pretty much the best fanzine available in the world, uh, and it doesn't cost you a penny. So head on to True Faith, the website, um, download it for free, laptop, tablet, PC, I don't know, any other device, Kindle, (laughs) Um, Xbox probably, (laughs) you can get True Faith on all of these things. Uh so yeah, have a look and yeah, let let us know if there's anything you think we need to discuss from the uh from the fanzine 'cause uh you know, we've all read it thoroughly, haven't we, Cy? Si?
2: Um e- yes.
1: <laughs> yes, we'll have. Uh obviously uh, everyone well, thanks to everybody who's li- who's listening. The uh podcasts are going down very well at the moment, so thanks for sticking with us. We we'll just put a tweet out this week I was planning for ages, Cy, si, to let everyone know um that uh, we've passed 100,000 listens for the first t- well obviously for the first time. It's actually about one hundred and three, hundred and four thousand listens and I just realised that I think league games it's 14, 13 wins out of 60 odd, 65 odd games and total games, basically the little mini run pod you had in the League Cup when you <laughs> won two or three games, Um that boosted the win percentage massively. That's so what? Incredible! Isn't while, it? while we've been doing this podcast, we've won about nineteen. What about nineteen percent? have a nineteen percent win ratio, and, and and the most depressing fact is half of those wins came in a five week period. When <laughs> 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 Podgey went in the classroom and saved his job, so far what we started in August fourteen, nearly two years, isn't it? Past eighteen months.
2: Well, it's going to be two seasons by the end of yeah, this, isn't it, sir?
1: Two seasons. Bar one month period, <laughs> we practically haven't had anything to be happy about. So, thanks to the kind of two and a half, three thousand people that listen to the shows every week, we are grateful. And uh, hopefully, we'll still be here next season, <laughs> whatever division Newcastle are in. Speaking of that, si, um, what where are you? Because you went on the podcast on Monday, where's your head at regarding relegation in Newcastle United?
2: Well, to be honest, I left you to it on Monday. First of all, I wasn't down in Norwich with you, so I thought you'd have more to talk about on that. But second of all, I thought, there's nothing good to talk about. It's going to be a miserable podcast. We're all going to be basically resigned to the fact that we're going down. And obviously since then, it's been <laughs> such a really popular podcast because of how positive you were. Get it. Uh, one, one of the lads this speak, pointed out that with every game we lose, you get more and more convinced <laughs> that we're staying up. And it, I mean... It does, honestly, listening to, it's mental because I still think we're going down, but listening to you talk and listening to that podcast with Bolland, it does kind of just give you that sort of, maybe we can stay. Get up. me
1: on that tunnel, yes and James, sack like off Tristan Lockwood.
2: I'm not, I wouldn't mean, yeah, I I be to...
1: doing the half-time stuff, by the <laughs> way, D-Castle, if you're listening, I'm not not doing that.
2: What the the football the, the, in the circle yeah, the, thing? All all the, crack new things, after, yeah,
1: all that Thanks. Yeah, just play some songs or something. That's worked for like a hundred years.
2: Sure, if we get relegated, we'll have to get the gold music and the clappers out. That's the only way <laughs> back. Um, I know. I, it's. I was. T- I totally despondent after the Norwich game. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like stand, sitting in the stands. But I was like, that's it. And you know, even though the Maccams had only drawn, I was just thinking, there's no way now. They've still got to play each other. It's 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 such an uphill battle. But at the end of the day, we've got f- four games to win, which should be enough. Maybe even three in a couple of draws, depending on the results. And with the fixtures we've got left, it is possible. And with Benitez, even though this, this team does not look like winning four games, but... Uh, I don't know. It was a guard goal at the end, and it was a handball. ball. But the last 20 minutes, we could have won that game, and Cissé had an excellent chance one of these days the luck has got to come for it and if it comes in a game like Southampton where again you'd expect us to get nothing from it but if we can get something in that game then you go into home games against Palace and Swansea and then Villa as well to play thinking well we can win those games so but you can only go into those with a result elsewhere that you weren't weren't expecting but we've still got seven games there's no point as any, as everyone's been bleating all week actually there's no point in throwing in the towel especially as, as fans it, it's not over yet.
1: Agree, Chris Brady. Thanks, Chris. Our uh, Chris Brady, nineteen seventy nine, has, has got us on live in Hong Kong. Try to brighten up my night shift and con- convince me we can win. Better than that, Chris. Not only can we win, I think we can win quite comfortably. Might not, but you know, could <laughs> do. Um, we'll stop up even if we we'll lose tomorrow, and even if Norwich did the unthinkable, if we lose and Norwich win, we're probably relegated unless Palace. Don't, don't
2: try and say that we're going to stay up. If we lose, and Norwich get another three points. <laughs> that's imp- It's going to be then. Impossible. We'll be level
1: on points at Palace, Norwich. Uh, so, there'll be what, nine points ahead of us. Um, we'll have that, and we that mean, game in hand against City. Yeah, we'll win that. Then we're <laughs> then we're six points behind Palace. Then we'll beat Palace. and we're three points behind them. Then we'll beat Villa. Palace have got, you know, and so we'll be level with them. So, um, yeah, oh, well, we're getting a bit of hand here. But we can definitely stay up. It's not all about winning this weekend. I think I think we will win. I think we'll we'll get a good performance. Um like I said in my match preview, which is live on True Faith. Now Benitez is a very much away from home, stay in the game. Get a half time which we should have done against Norwich and stay in the game. Make sure it's 0-0. Make sure it's 0-0 on sixty minutes or make sure in the game and win it from there. We're not gonna go out all guns blazing, no, I don't think we will. I think you'll start, Mitrovic. I'm I'm gonna off off uh, off the rails here because we're supposed to talk this later in the show (laughs) preview the Southampton game but I think like you say Cy, I think four wins will do it Um, possibly four it might take four wins in a draw get a point tomorrow beat Swansea beat City beat Palace beat Villa (laughs) probably beat Spurs as well on the last day and then just chuck in and away win at Liverpool and we're done man Um, you've got to remember how bad the teams around us are we're we'll going to talk about Sam Allardyce later, but let's just remind ourselves how pathetic West Brom were when we played them at home. How utterly, even though the were, how utterly non-existent they were as a football team in those games. And Sunderland couldn't beat them.
2: Well, they, they, they did the exact same thing. Like basically four kind of centre halves and four centre mids in a four-four-two. Like that's not how to play football. That's literally no. trying to shut down a game of football. <laughs> but if you if you've got anything about you. You can you can do you know create chances to score against a team that don't want to play.
1: West Brom have had seven games this season where they haven't had a shot on target. <laughs> brutal.
2: West Brom have got absolutely 40 points, brutal. Man. They've got forty points.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so Sunderland are rubbish. I know that, that they're drawing a lot of games. They can keep drawing games for me. Um, obviously, I'd rather they got beat. Um, Norwich faced in the Newcastle team without without. Uh, a left back. <laughs> so they faced us without a left back. Already a massive advantage. Vernon Anita, who was an absolute dis- I don't want to call him a disgrace, It's not his fault he can't play a left back. Um he probably didn't envisage signing for Newcastle and playing left back. Um Sosuke did alright at left back. I thought, thought actually I thought he did well. Um but still, so what? So, so Norwich have already got a massive advantage. Norwich have practically I think Alex Teddy was the only player in the whole squad who was out injured. So they're facing Newcastle, effectively with a full-strength team against a team that doesn't have a left-back. They won the previous week, so loads of confidence. They knew that a win would take them miles clear of where. At home, um the Mike Dean <laughs> giving them goals <laughs> uh, and a garg free kick. whenever never a free kick for the first goal either. Yeah. And, the, and also Newcastle didn't turn up for the first 50-55 minutes and they still shouldn't have won. So that gives me hope. I think that uh, Norwich are a, a really, really poor side. They looked, as soon as we got on top and started having to go goal, they were just gone from the game. They looked really shaky at the back. And I think Palace will turn them over. I think Palace got a good draw at West Ham last week. And, you know, the, the law of averages says the team, and I know it's Pardew, that team will win a football match soon. Yeah. Um, and I think it's tomorrow. And if we beat uh, Norwich, sorry, if we beat... Palace when we'll play them, which I think we will. Swansea isn't an easy game at home, but it's certainly not the most difficult game at home. The points are starting to rack up, and I know, I've know i got enough faith in Benitez. The Derby was the Derby. He's had one home game. What, one out of four? And a lot of a lot was made about the Derby. We didn't play well for much of that game. A lot of people have um, overestimated Sunderland's performance and the amount of chances they had. They had two good chances, fair enough. We gifted them a goal from Rob Elliott. Poor, poor defender, poor Mark all around. Um, we scored a great goal. I think he's going to we're gonna start beating teams quite comfortably at home and not back where they beat Man City as well. Man City are terrible away from home. De Bruyne coming back is a massive boost to them. Joe, you know, but they've got bigger fish to fry Man City, the Champions League and, yeah. and stuff like that. And so, if,
2: even if they're out of that, they've got the sort of players and mentality that once their season's over it'll just be over. Yeah. I, 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 you know, they they've got nothing to play for if they get if they don't get through in the Champions League. And even if they do, that's all they've got to concentrate on. They've got no no real desire to to, you know, win the last five league games or whatever. Um, and I think also Spurs might be in the same boat uh, Leicester Lester going to win the league before before we play Spurs last game so those two games can't be written off as ch- chances for us to, to get points that we desperately need and Benitez will know that and I've got faith in him to to approach those games in a way that gives us a really good chance of getting points from the games that we haven't even identified as the ones we need to win
1: Yeah, I agree Um but so, so if I was to ask you, say, will we stay up, yes or no, what, what's your what's your patter? <laughs> it's,
2: it's um, Well, it's ridiculous, because after, after that Norwich game, I, I'm sure I was on uh, WhatsApp to you lot just saying, we're down, it, we're definitely down. <laughs> but I'm sitting here now thinking, no, nah, we're not down, we're, we're going to stay up, and then we're going to um, you know, be top five at least next season.
1: Hello to Ian Hasselberth, who's listening. <laughs> don't know if he's still listening. Don't don't ever hear from you anymore, Ian. It's uh, so nice of you to text in and... and uh, and say that you're listening. Um, really? Yeah, I think it's him. I don't have a number saved my phone anymore. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thanks to everyone who's listening around the world. This isn't an international show. We'll have a lot of listeners in um, Sunderland, actually, uh, more than anywhere else. <laughs> I was checking those figures this week, Hello, the Sunderland Football Club, as always. Um, speaking of Sunderland Football Club, Si, let's talk about Sam Allardyce and his comments today. And Graham, the comments of Graham, not dodgy. Not dodgy at all, soon-ess. Um or Sunas. It was either Sunas or Sunas. I never really, <laughs> never really, uh, never really got to the bottom of that one. Um,
2: <laughs> Big mystery to solve, there wasn't it? Sunas <laughs> S- <soon-ess> or <laughs>
1: Um He's come out and said that the pressure of playing in front of the two cr- crowds at Newcastle and Sunderland is uh, detrimental to the team and was a real problem. And he thinks it's one of the problems that the team struggles. Um, Sam Allardyce, who was a regular on Alan Brazil's um, breakfast show on Talk Sport, whenever his team gets beat, he's never had to be found answering difficult questions about why his team can never win a game. He was on this morning, and rather than just uh, politely batting away the ridiculous question, he was saying, Oh, Sunderland fans are mint, the, they're absolutely class, the, the blah, blah, blah. But up the road at Newcastle, I've got first hand, it was very, very difficult there. What do you make of those comments from from either of these two uh, fine gentlemen who have achieved so much in football management?
2: Listen, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's we're never going to accept those kind of comments, but it, it, it's not just those two. Any any manager who has a bad time up here, or I'd, I'd I'd even go as far as to say in other jobs, it's the easiest thing to do is to say, oh well, you know, the fans got on on our back, and, and and that's why we failed. Any manager who's been successful at Newcastle can't speak more highly of of our fans and and of how much impact we can have positively on the team and and how how the club is so it's just it's just a cop out oh well yeah, it wasn't my fault that we we lost nearly every game and played terrible football and I've ruined w- one of the best squads we've had this as soonest and <laughs> you know in in our lifetime anyway um yeah, it was the fans that they got on my back because I lost loads of games and, and you know, turned great football into terrible football. It's uh, uh, Is it really worth even talking about, uh, you know, Sam Allardyce on on the breakfast show with his mate, <laughs> all in Brazil?
1: Uh, Sooners first. Anyway, about the general point, I don't know if Sooners has seen, but it ain't my home re- record getting relegated. <laughs> yeah. It's the eight consecutive away defeats. <laughs> and... Uh, what four, five, six points all season away from home. Yeah. So uh, Graham, you are off the mark there. Let's talk let's go a little bit into this. I know Jermaine Genius was no great shakes, right, for the rest of his career, but he replaced Jermaine Genus with Defy. He signed Jarland Boomsong six months after he went to Rangers on a free um he signed six months afterwards for eight million pounds after six months in one of the weakest leagues in Europe and has a, had, maybe has, I don't know, had a, allegedly a close working relationship still with the people that ran Rangers Football Club, who definitely weren't dodgy at all, because, you know, nothing bad happened to them ever, um, regarding the club having to be liquidated. Uh, so that that's definitely not dodgy. Graham Souness, who's managed to maintain a career in the media despite doing stuff like that. You know, Albert Luget, £10 million, 80 grand a week. Bargain. Really, really, really good signing. So like you say, si, I'm... I'm, I'm it might just be me, but I'm getting just knowing little thoughts in the back of my head that it might have been other things other than your castle's crowd <laughs> which cost Graham soon his job. Just to just a stab in the dark. I mean, you know, I can, I can think back to a home game against Fulham, which we lost four one when he basically just played all strikers <laughs> and uh he kept
2: taking off fullbacks and putting yeah. <laughs> more strikers on.
1: It's like Robert, I hate you get back to left back. Uh Bellamy, right back. Um So, yeah, probably maybe it was the crowd, maybe it was his disastrous lack of football management ability. Only time uh, can judge him. Uh, Allardyce is just an even bigger force. He hated the fans at West Ham, he hates the fans in (laughs) Newcastle. Like, getting a running theme here that dire, pathetic football. I mean, I've I've spoken about something before, and it's been well said that these guys thinking that um, Allardyce is a good fit for their club, which I, I could not agree more with, you know. Um, Sunderland and Villa obviously going for the top spot of highest percentage of empty seats in the in the Premier League. What a crown which they are regularly contesting year on year. Um, I think that lack of expectation and desire to do well probably sits really well with Sam dice. I mean the the home draw with West West Brom being a good example. Newcastle fans, myself, I, I'm not saying what a booed and at football matches, but you would have been getting angry at his. You know, t- typical dice one up front, long balls, D- Defoe, and then having a real go in the last 10 minutes and then and coming out of the game saying, oh, you know, Ben Foster was brilliant there. Well, I made a couple of good saves. He made one very good save, but how are you, you need to beat West Brom. They're not going to attack you. <laughs> so so you don't need to play one up front and, and two holding midfielders and the rest of it. You know, I'd, I'd say Sam Allardyce and Steve McLaren are very, very similar uh, of what they've achieved. The, you probably say McLaren's actually achieved quite a bit more than Allardyce. Um I think Allardyce was a really good fit at Portland. Blackburn again, half empty ground, not much expectation. Fans just happy to be in the Premier League. Um you know, and if that's if that's what you're all about, Sunderland fans, then yeah, accept the praise from Allardyce Dice and let's move on. Yeah.
2: It's it's where Robin points occasionally off top half teams is a yeah. massive achievement and something that he can gloat about. You know, I got one over on Jose, I got one over on um great R- managers like Robbie Van Hal. Like Rafa Benitez. Yeah. Um another one, yeah. But it's yeah, it's just a, it's it's a small time. It, we we always talk about small club behaviour. It's a small club manager behaviour to say stuff like, yeah. "Oh, the fans are the reason <laughs> that we did badly."
1: I'm paid four million pounds a year, and I was allowed to employ seventeen people and spend about sixty million pounds. But 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 the the fans, yeah, the fans. That's that's why I failed miserably. That's why we're close to the relegation zone. That's why, despite the talented squad. Uh, were unable to keep a clean sheet or score. <laughs> the fans, where away form was also terrible, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention that because it would totally undermine my point.
2: Whereas those home fans of the oppositions as well, <laughs> home fans are, are what's ruining football.
1: Uh, George Cook Junior has been in touch. Um, he's at the game tomorrow at Southampton. Um, he's also doing the True Faith match report. Looking forward to that. No pressure, George. Um, but mine are exceptional. No, they're not. It's a joke. They're actually widely criticized. Oh,
2: the ones you do where you've actually tried are quite good. The ones you've <laughs> rustled together are quite right <laughs> um
1: he's saying is this week where Sissoko has his dynamic game where well, he's class every week and he breaks his duck, I'm hoping so it is dead bad, particularly as I stick up from so much, and so do you say that he hasn't scored this season, despite being a pretty much ever present, isn't it?
2: It's it's not great. I mean he's got the most assists, hasn't he? He's created more goals than anyone else, my team, but um yeah it, He's t- his decision making when actually in front of goal is quite poor, and is you know just putting the ball in the b- you know just being clinical is obviously not there. Um, I don't know. You c- you could pick apart everyone in our team's goal scoring record. Yeah. You know, M- Bar Mitrovic is Pro- probably
1: Wijnaldum's the only one who you can't criticize, but he yeah. deserves the most criticism for his performances.
2: Uh, Perez is on as at six. That's not good enough. Yeah, Mitrovic Mitrovic's on even six. He's, he's, Yeah, is it not seven now? you got two
1: on you got two league. last week. One against now six six scored against man united <laughs> spurs and norwich that's it yeah I mean, it's f- 50 million it's pathetic that we can i can reel off the games that these players have scored yeah, in
2: if you said that every player is scoring like four or five less than what they've scored normally then so on zero is about right <laughs> yeah it's just um it's just a sign of the season we're having it's not really it doesn't reflect i don't think that shows so to be any worse than 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 what we think he is
1: the negativity brigade have been out in force uh Attacking Andros Townsend, what are your, th- your thoughts on his role in this team and if people are saying he's just not good enough?
2: Uh, I think the frustration with Townsend is not really with his individual performances. I, d- I, mean, I, d- I don't think he's been brilliant, but I think he does offer something different and a bit of pace. But the frustration with Townsend is he's just not what we needed and he's symbolic of the fact that in January, instead of buying much-needed defenders, we've got another attacking midfielder, when really we've probably got enough of those and we could have got by, even though we're lacking goals we're conceding so many that it was just a case of why have why we got Townsend
1: I have to confess I agree with you to an extent that um, we, we haven't had a left winger so if, I mean we've been playing on the right but either way we didn't have someone to play on the, the left so I thought it was a good signing because obviously they were playing Wijnaldum and Perez interchangeable on the left and behind the strike I mean, they've both been pretty poor in both positions I thought, well, at least it'll just keep one of Perez yelled, and Yeldon, probably present the team. I didn't think that the solution would be from Sissoko to left back <laughs> to accommodate Townsend. I know that's a bit um, mischievous because that's not what happened, but it is. It is you know, criticising Sissoko when he's had to play that, you know, the last two games at full back. Uh, well. You know he's played well at fullback. I, yeah. I thought he should have started at fullback last week. He's
2: he's played in about seven positions this season. Yeah. but you know he's played centre mid. He's played holden He's played right wing, left it's, wing, it's, behind the striker. It's the, the old striker. John
1: Carver thing, isn't it? And Benitez did it last week, uh, where Sissoko was just right. Musa, <laughs> go in the middle. Drop deep. Off the striker, right wing, left wing, left back.
2: What? He's looking all over the pitch like... Ani- oh, now it's going to come from Anita. Right back. Yeah, Matt, he's, he's lost it. Right, okay. Right, to so Circo. where can we put him on the pitch where he might be able to get through yeah, and like do something? Because he's our only outlet. When we yelled him so anonymous, like he was, yeah. again, he was absolutely oh, pathetic he's, at Norwich.
1: He's got, we may as well talk about him. He's got to be dropped. Yeah. Surely...
2: And what's Benito's got to lose by dropping him as well? You'd think if anyone's going to do it.
1: The only thing I'd say is he seems to have a very high standing in the dressing room. When McLaren subbed him at half-time against Chelsea, apparently it did not go down well. Yeah. Not that I'm arguing for it, I'm just trying to think about why he continues to be selected away from home.
2: We've got quite a few Dutch players now, haven't we? So I guess he's, yeah. he'll be popular in the dressing room. But um, at Southampton, not only is it another away game, so when yeldon basically doesn't count as a player yeah. on, on recent form, it's... The, it's it's not an easy game. We're not going to have a lot of the ball. When Yeldon is is brilliant at home because we have a lot of the ball and we can get him into the game when we barely touch it.
1: Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he's yeah. He's had some good home performances. About three. I'm thinking of like Arsenal at home, Watford at home. Um, you know, I'm try- i was just going to run through the home games there, like Everton at home, like Bournemouth at home. I'm just going to go through a lot of home yeah, games. Yeah. I just can't tell you what he did in those uh, games. Um, Oh yeah. he he does what Sosoko doesn't he gets in the box, so he's kind of the opposite of So I notice Sosoko a lot and think a lot of his play outside the area is very positive in terms of keeping the ball, creating attacks, um running with, forward yeah, with r- the ball. R- running forwards, creating space, using space whereas r- Yeldon does none of that, but he's but he always he's always in the box, he's always in the right place. pity is we need more like we need more than that we can't just have a player. It is playing with with is uh, playing with ten men it is. Yes.
2: He's, he's like, there's there's two kinds of number ten. There's the there's the Luke de Jong, not Luke, uh, CM de Jong, number ten, um, who actually links up the play, receives passes, and holds moves the, ball, the ball, ball on. Holds, holds the ball, the ball up. up. That's that's the kind of number ten that if you're a bad team in the bottom of the table, you need. Or there's the poacher number ten, the, the yeah. number ten who offers nothing to the game. That's the when <laughs> Ke- yeah, Kevin, Kevin Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, Kevin Nolan. Yeah, that's where I was going. You've just took the words out <laughs> of my mouth. Uh, who, yeah, he scores loads of goals and, you know, the papers make him look brilliant. But actually, when you're watching the games, you're getting really frustrated because he's offering nothing and yeah. it's like playing with 10 men. That was Kevin Nolan in a nutshell. And that's basically what this player, who's way more, you know, way more of an athlete, quite clearly got a lot more ability. Yet he's getting away with, with not really having to try and just being in the box at the right time. And, you know, looking a bit disgruntled if he doesn't get the ball, which he's, he's one of these players who, if if the ball's on the, on the the on the wing and the cross doesn't make it in the box, he'll just stand there for a bit, instead of, you know, busting a gut to get back and try and win the ball back as part of the team. And I'm sure Benitez notices that sort of thing, because you can see him always on the touchline saying, come on, come on, don't just stop. You know, they that, that, got away with that so much under McLaren, just stopping and, and watching watching the other team go down the other end. And Benitez, he can he's just clearly the sort of manager who will not stand for that, so you, you think maybe when Yeldon could be dropped.
1: One of the most frustrating things at Norwich in the first half was that Cisse was playing in front by himself, which wasn't working. Nothing was working in the first half. Cisse um,
2: never been a lone striker. Yeah.
1: But when wasn't even trying to get close to him, so C- Cisse would get the ball and hold it up at times. When would be forty yards away, and, and it's just like oh, Richie Smith was at the game with us, and Richie Smith was saying that like, it's it's almost like he doesn't want to get, he doesn't want to be involved, he doesn't want the ball unless he's in the final third of the pitch. He doesn't want the ball in our half. Yeah. He doesn't want the ball. 40 yards from goal and it, there was a time when well in the first half for like a very brief period we had Norwich on the back foot and had them pinned back you know that back forward in their own 18-yard box. Wijnaldum picked the ball up from very very deep which fair enough he should have been further but at least he, he was picking the ball up and he, he ran at um, the the winger I don't know who it was on, on Norwich's right he ran at that winger so he's got so this is uh, Wijnaldum Number our number ten our forty million pound third most expensive signing ever, running at a right winger who doesn't know how to defend. And rather than try and take him on or push the like fair enough, you don't want to do a step over and lose the ball and be open to the counter. But you could push it past him, and you know if you lose it, then people can get back. He turned round and passed to Darryl Yamat, who put a terrible cross in from like near the ho- It's like you are supposed to be our best player, and that's that's your attitude, and that's yeah. your that's your. It was just. I don't know. I don't think he. I do. I think every, it's harsh because everyone says the same. What's the so and to say they're wrong? I think he's a bottler, I think he doesn't want to be here. I think he regrets joining the club, and I think he cannot wait for the season to end. Uh nor is he interested about what division Newcastle are in. And that that might be really unfair. That is that is what I've seen from his performances recently.
2: It's yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of equivalents. Like when when we play like five sides and stuff, and you you get an absolutely battered, and yeah. some of your teammates aren't trying. Because they've given up and they've they've sat down. Because the other team <laughs> name and no names, but he basically name and no green names. He's just <laughs> decided that the rest of the team aren't as good as him, so he can't be bothered. Yeah, that's it's that it gives you that kind of impression, doesn't he? Um, yeah, sorry, Green Street is the opposite of
1: John Joe Shelby. Like Shelby tries to do too much. Yeah, it's like Shelby. No, don't like let the let the centre back carry the ball. You don't need to take the ball off them. Let them carry the ball, find some space, and then you can receive the ball in more attacking position. But yeah. Shelby wants to be involved in every single bit. If you you know, so Shelby didn't have his best game last week. I didn't particularly do anything wrong, but it's it's the same old. We've been saying it all season. We've gone back to playing the formation we've slated McLaren so much for the forward, But I suppose Benitez has come in and just been like, well. I can't, you know, introduce a new formation now. Yeah, but you got you, you've got you know your Shelby is your Anita from Swansea away picking the ball up off the back of the off there uh, Stephen Taylor there forwards thinking I'm having you here and I'm having to pass back the keeper who kicks it long. It's just yeah. not working. The second half was much better because it, it's. I presume Benitez had a right go at them Second half against not at half time Because he was like Step 15 yards up the pitch And you'll be surprised what happens And we did that Just like we did against Sunderland I know that's uh, simplifying it slightly But step 15 yards forwards And trust me Those defenders will, will naturally Move closer and closer and closer Towards their own goal Because there's so little space Behind them There's still a big gap behind them But it's, 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 if you get them, if you get a striker in behind They're throwing goal Whereas before one They were practically Playing a higher line up at the halfway line, even if Mitrovic or Cissé was in behind them, they would back themselves to catch him yeah. or put a tackle in. Just like you said before, I felt sorry for C6 in the first half. The only time he's getting the ball is
2: in our own half or on the halfway line. And yeah. as he said, he's useless. He can't do that. He's not going to run 30 yards with the ball. He's never been that sort of player. He needs the ball within shooting distance of the goal. And he can shoot from pretty much anywhere,
1: ludicrously, or once <laughs> upon a time he could. And you think back to when he tried it last week. I don't know if you watched it. He tried a shot from <laughs> absolutely miles away. I clapped him. Everyone else in the room kicking off. I was like, "Well, you can't, you can't go nuts about the ones he scores, and then yeah. kick off when it goes like for a throw."
2: I mean, he's chipped in a lot of goals over the last couple of years. But you think back to the season with Denver Bar and uh, when we finished fifth, and the reason uh, we were so good, or why he was so good, was because he was receiving the ball deep into the opposition half. We had pace in the team. We had Obertan playing. Quite a bit. We had Jonas on the other side, you know, running at defenders who were given respect and and sitting deeper. Whereas now, because like because of characters like Wijnaldum, who just don't seem to want to push push the team forward, and because circle uh, having not come so deep for the ball, and um, you know even Perez that seems to do his own thing. He's not like we just don't have a unit going forward, which means that the striker is just left isolated on his own and not receiving. You know, I don't know.
1: It's just... Well, P- Perez is a funny one because he came on at half-time for Teotie and Teotie didn't, Teot- C- C- F- didn't look fit, which is understandable, the lack of football they've played. Perez came on and went juggle things on and when him dropped back, and I, was thinking, I was thinking the worst year, But Perez ma- did make a difference because as soon as anyone ran at Norwich's defence, they absolutely got upset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, like, it's it's a hard one because... I think Perez is better from the bench but then I would start Perez over Wignaldum but then I've got in my head I've got like Leicester at home and we'll play everyone's crying out for Mitrovic and Perez to start together to and start together and what absolutely terrible the <laughs> pair of them so I'd rather start rather than playing Wignaldum behind the striker I'd rather start um, Cissé say Mitrovic up front and if you want to say to Mitrovic listen, and drop deep drop behind say, i I'm sure he'd be capable of doing it or play or, or even better play De young, but I, I, oh, can't, uh, I can't uh, I can't. see him dropping Wijnaldum.
2: He probably won't play De Jong, but um, if you're going to, as you say, play play that number 10, which we will, we're not going to change it, Mitrovic would suit that, because again, if the ball comes to him, he can hold it and then look, if stays in space, he'll get the ball, if if Perez or if, if it's Wijnaldum and, and Sissoko on, on either wing, you'll find them, whereas Wijnaldum in that same position doesn't, he either looks to do something himself with the ball, you know, he's very an individual player, or he's just never available to get the ball in the first place. So De Jong, yes, or Mitrovic in that in that role with Cissé ahead.
1: Do you think um it's massive news to have Kalachini and Dummett allegedly back, or do you think it doesn't really matter?
2: Yeah, it's it is massive news. Um as 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 much as we've slated Dummett over the season, having a defender Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I think the only time we've ever buzzed about him was that goal against Liverpool in like one of his first games. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, having proper defenders to play in defence is a massive thing Stephen Taylor isn't a, isn't a footballer he doesn't know how to play football that's harsh
1: I think he's alright
2: he he's done the same thing for 10 years now the 30 the yard retreat while
1: yeah. an opposition
2: player has the ball like just stand still
1: you can't <laughs> go past it if you're a proper defender if he goes past you foul him or someone else will mop yeah. up that's how it works don't
2: let them get 30 yards where yeah. if, if one of your teammates isn't marking a man which is likely with Newcastle <laughs> they're going to score like yeah Even if you don't, you know, it's just Colaccini knows how to just stop the play or do a foul. Steven Taylor doesn't. And Mbemba looks absolutely petrified when he's playing next to Steven Taylor because it's, I mean, we've we've mentioned it before. It was like the same with Williamson because you just don't know what he's going to do. Steven Taylor doesn't seem to have any kind of partnership with anyone around him. He just does his own thing. And sometimes, you know, you'll make a good block or you'll make a good challenge. But for 90 minutes, the rest of the defense are in fear because they just don't know what's going on. Same with having people like Anita in defence. <laughs> he's not a defender. You don't know what he's going to do. He's
1: not a left footed defender either. Really not. So
2: yeah, even though Dummett isn't good at football and probably <laughs> shouldn't be in the Premier League team, you'd still rather have a defender who has played, had some experience he, at football. He week.
1: also gives us a bit of height, doesn't he? Yeah. From set pieces. Defensively, more than attacking because obviously we don't score from set pieces. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with that much that we were playing Norwich last week, from set, obviously, we were conceded from a set piece. Yeah. I was looking across and telling the lads, like, we, we look small here compared to Norwich. Norwich look like they're going to get a goal. Um, like, the, the Benitez hasn't had a, an actual back four to choose from no. in any of his games, so that's a big deal. Dummett tends to come back from injuries and get re injured, so I'm worried about that. Having Colacini back is massive. Um, him and Mbemba, and it, listen, they've, they've been the back centre-back parent while we've conceded loads of goals this season so it's not a, a magical solution but if you look how defensively solid the team have been compared to the previous manager uh, it suggests that things will get even better again it might just give shelby that freedom to move forward a bit because colicini and Bemba are both comfortable bringing the ball out of defense it might give shelby that a little bit more freedom to get forward like he did the first few games he was here yeah um so yeah i hope they're both playing and Darlo did all right last week. He people are saying about him for the, the second goal. He possibly could have done better, but I think we we'll say it's so hard of them. You know, he kind of had to guess a bit, and he ended up kind yeah. of diving past it. But I wouldn't. I, d- do I, d- I don't way. know.
2: Like if that was Rob Elliott you'd be absolutely <laughs> tearing him a new one. It was. It was a you know a bit of an experience showing. But at the end of the day, we didn't concede. three He made a couple of good saves. We didn't concede three to Norwich because of Carl Darlow I thought he had a Norwich. Game. No,
1: no, Norwich tries. Norwich tries to. Th- well, they thought he was rubbish they tried a lot of shots yeah. first half from outside the box yeah it was very obvious that they were trying yeah, to take advantage of an experienced game he was, a, on, he was absolutely he spot he on. It, yeah. yeah with all of them plus one very good save yeah um, <laughs> 6 wins from 31 I'm just reading there and we're expecting 4 from 7 <laughs> tell that to Leicester yeah um, Southampton do you do you make much of them bit of a strange season for them
2: the, they're exceeding expectations aren't they they're just like Ol- Oliver well, kind of. Like what, what
1: were expectations for Southampton? Because, the, what, did they finish 7th, 8th last year? The idea, I thought, was them, for them to kick on, and they kind of haven't.
2: Well, yeah, I don't know. Where, where Are they 6th are they now? 6th or 7th?
1: I'm getting the table up as we speak.
2: Um, they
1: the, are 7th. They've They're been th- on a bit th-
2: of a run recently. They beat Liverpool last week, didn't they? Um,
1: last time out, they drew... Last week? How did they get on from last week? This they beat is Liverpool, didn't they? Was that last week? 3-2. 3-2. Yeah man um, <laughs> so another week before
2: uh, oh no sorry the loss the to Leicester yeah got beat yeah. at Leicester Liverpool's the week before yeah sorry um, no, Liverpool we'll
1: could have been five and a little bit half time as well
2: yeah it was a bit of a mental game but nonetheless you know uh, I don't know I've exceeded expectations I wasn't expecting much out of Southampton but you know the, they're still in there they're still in you know the, they're probably worthy of a European spot um, they're not <laughs> by no means an easy team to beat and I'm worried mm-hmm. Uh, where are they in the table? 7th Seventh.
1: 7th Seventh. For- 41 scored Th- 33 conceded which is pretty high well, I don't know actually <laughs> they just seem like a stable competent uh, team bang everything. average on uh, everything <laughs> really to say about yeah everything Where not
2: the Maccams got a point there the other week and by all accounts probably you know, quite unlucky <laughs> to concede in the S- 93rd minute or whatever it was although it was against 10 men yeah, I was going to um, say
1: 10 men we never ever get to play against 10 men do it yeah. Si
2: No, um, uh, (laughs) just after the Norwich game last week, um, I picked up on I start. uh, The last time Newcastle had an opposition player sent off, Uh, does anyone want to tweet in with a guess or should we just reveal it straight away?
1: Uh, We should just reveal it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
2: because. Yeah, true. Um, Yeah, Carrow Road, um, 2014, when uh, Remy uh, got into it. Who was it again? The, The Norwich lad. Plays for uh, Derby
1: now. Um, br- Brian Johnson is it? No, J- something Johnson.
2: Br- Brad Johnson.
1: Bradley Johnson. <laughs> Bradley Johnson. <laughs> Brad.
2: Uh, Brad. <laughs> uh, which was a gag as well. And um, but it, g- it g- not only was that the last time we had a red card, so the last time um, we got in to play against ten men, but that was the red card that ruled Remy out of the Derby. Yeah, I like remember. so, it was even that was
1: bad luck for us. What's so we, that in Forest Hall Club in disbelief? With yeah. history, Just like, we, we battered them. We battered Norwich that game. Like, could have put five or six I was there. Them.
2: I was there in Forest Hall Club with you. That oh, part, yeah. Sure, yeah.
1: Um, and then he did that. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a beggars belief. But, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, especially Sunderland um, as the prime example, teams do tend to get like three, six, seven points a season minimum from playing against ten men. Uh-huh. Macam's Macam's probably more so. Like the amount of points they've had this season from literally winning only the games they get against 10 men. Oh, no. And we've had not even a... Cha- I mean, y- It's
1: actually the same ref tomorrow who sent off Colcini in the derby. Is it? It's for Bobby Madley. Right.
2: Shouldn't, I mean, shouldn't be a lot of ref. You can think of it two ways. Obviously, we're not getting in, um, you know, denied goal-scoring opportunities positions <laughs> to get red cards as much as other teams. But at the same time, it just shows the kind of... The luck we've been having, the luck we've had with refs, the the decisions. I think it was a... Before the Man U game in January, uh, we hadn't had a penalty for about two years or something, was it? As well, it something doesn't seem right about this stats Yeah, you can you can say we've not played well at all, and you know chances to get such things would be would be low. But penalties, especially, it's weird, it's, what you're doing. What?
1: Just just keep talking, and I'll do what you do to me. <laughs>
2: Is it because I'm lifting my hand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see. Uh, no one can see this. but Cy si
1: lifts his arm in the yeah, like a Roman orator, like addressing <laughs> the Senate when he talks. Uh, I'll try and get a sneaky photo.
2: <laughs> what was my point?
1: Uh, we will just never get any pens or red cards, and all the refs hate. we
2: so yeah. It's it's all a massive conspiracy, basically, and we should be um, in the top six. And if <laughs> if we stay up,
1: I have the championship. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's just it's a mind boggling It's not even like. It probably we don't have time to, or the effort, or the desire to research. Is there another football club in like not just the football league, not just like non-league, but like five-a-side leagues, <laughs> like kids football, yeah. who've who've gone what a hundred games or something, <laughs> like, yeah, without an opposition player being sent off.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's it's an staggering fact. I mean, it just it's one of the things where. Um you just think this season, everything has conspired. It sounds like we're, you know, conspiracy theories. sounds like we're just making excuses. But our luck has been horrific. Not uh, We've had terrible management. That, that yeah. goes without saying. We've had three horrific efforts at managing Newcastle in a row after podge's foot start. He was having, having a mare, followed by a, a man whose name I refuse to even speak. <laughs>
1: and then another one who's who's barely oh, worthy put of... Me you're having the name for the villa job
2: have you, have you done have you done Carver um, did you do him on Monday no no I didn't talk about the v- the <laughs> just, just to let everyone know <laughs> I've, put, I've put my hat in <laughs> yeah um, but, the, but the better come quick because you know I've got a golf holiday booked and that's
1: so. <laughs> tomorrow so the coin ring is tomorrow because I'm I'm watching <laughs> that aren't I she's, she's let us watch it <laughs> <laughs> she'll not see the sky bill that's what that's for sure but anyway uh,
2: just just remember that happened John Carver happened <laughs> As did McLaren. I mean, I, I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, are we harsh on McLaren? Not, not, no. not harsh. But yeah, he's, he's absolutely had a had a joke of a season with us. But uh, when people sort of say, wouldn't you know, it was a disaster that we hired McLaren. None of us were thinking that at the time. It wasn't, you know, the the perfect appointment by all means. But because it was <laughs> Carver and Podgey before, you thought, you know, what it can't can't be any worse than two years ago. But it actually, did get worse. <laughs> um, McLaren. did... He had a slightly better record than the, the previous few, and it was just like we could kick on. But how it's gone so badly?
1: We didn't expect McLaren to do a couple of things. Well, because people have, I presume, his friends in the media have been releasing stories that he asked for a centre forward, preferably English, a defender, preferably English, English,
2: <laughs> English, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> and uh, a central midfielder, English, and a winger. English, british and he got none of them <laughs> he got zero of those requests they were like graham carl was like right steve i've heard what you've had to say so here is florian tovan <laughs> <laughs> he's neither english nor central midfielder or defender defender no but he's he's he could be good in like f- a couple of years and we could sell him on and so i, could, I have some sympathy there because he's probably made probably you know i'm sure the They probably tried, or their version of tried to get these players, and they just thought it wasn't possible. Um, But also, this week was in the Telegraph, or the chronicle one of the two. Um, Graham Carr, allegedly, hasn't, you know, for the past four years or whatever, hasn't had any of his first-choice players signed. So he said to the club, you want a left-winger, here's me list of players you should sign. I I only read 12 months, in the last 12 months. 12 months, okay. I was exaggerating slightly. And uh, thanks, Peter. And... uh, (laughs) Um which which again again you know don't you don't have to sign Goofran because the lad at Dortmund <laughs> like Well he's gone we're gonna spend fifteen million on, but uh Johan Gufran's available in <laughs> half a million pounds. But but on McLaren in, in in recruitment, yes okay, he might not have got the players he wanted. There's no need to turn one of the worst teams in football history last season under under Carver. there um, <laughs> under Carver um in and get them playing like solid possession based football playing out from the back. That was an absolutely mental thing to do. Mental. Considering banged on all season about confidence. Right, lads, you've got no confidence. I'd like you to get really close to your goalkeeper and pass the ball out the back. We're gonna play four two three one. Hasn't worked for the past three seasons. We're gonna play four two three one. Jack Vernon you come comfortable playing defensive midfield, not really a contact. like in a loads of yellow cards playing in a more advanced role. Like you're, you're playing DM in front <laughs> of the back, doing stuff like that was just pointless and like constantly changing the tactics. So, what, what was the game? You know, there was that that spell where we went away. Well, like went. So compare his his, his uh, approach to Stoke. Everyone behind the ball for ninety minutes. Don't have a chance. Don't have a shot. But at least it was something to we're going to go to Palace and have a go and just get absolutely ripped to shreds on the counter attack as the away team yeah. it's, it, it, he had no identity and he tried to forge an identity that was egotistical and he sh- 15th this season would have been progression for Newcastle. yes we might have sat here on the podcast or the radio show in August kicking off saying 15th but 15th would have been progress 15th no relegation battle S- still sign the players Yes, accept better. Make us hard to beat. Make us make us West Brom, <laughs> not as bad as that, but make yeah. us make us West Brom. But like make us difficult to beat. And then if you've got a four, three-year contract or a four-year contract, in year two, get us to tenth, twelfth, with a cup run. Year three, top. Like that's that's how football clubs are run. They're not run with we're doing we're doing sign a player for two and a half years, then top eight. We're doing sign a player for two and a half years, get loads of rogues in like Riviera and stuff like that then don't sign any more players in January despite the, the, the team clearly needing investments um, and then and then not get like and then not get a manager there's no consistency There there's no clearly no aims clearly no, this is where we yeah. sh- this is where we will finish this season I reckon Stoke this season knew where they'd finished I reckon Stoke to top 10 this season if we finish below top 10 we'll finish 12th 13th disappointment we'll review it in the season top 10 this season we've got the wage bill we've got the players we've got the set the coaching team the experience top 10 if we do better great Newcastle to go from 17th in a last day miracle because of a player who they didn't want at the club because he had cancer allegedly um, to then say top 8 in a cup run with a new, it was just absolutely farcical, and McLaren's part of that, and has to take his blame for that. He should have been saying, "Top eight, you kittens! This, these lot of rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> these lot of <are> rubbish." <laughs> and you won top eight in a cup, have but he's s- he was part of that. Have you watched the last six
2: months of this team trying to play Carver aside? That they were playing shockingly, yeah. a bunch of losers, as as we've called them on so many occasions. Yeah,
1: pretty... McLaren, <laughs> McLaren. No, oh. I think
2: that what brought this up. I wasn't saying um, that he hasn't been an absolute disaster, but at the time, and people say that it was a terrible move to to hire McLaren. It didn't seem like it was. I mean, it, there wasn't that many. Only because of Carver, <laughs> exactly. Well, true, but that, that, like I said, you would have expected at the start of the season that Steve McLaren could make this team with investment that which he got, not you know finishing the bottom five.
1: Then everything in McLaren's career, but one or two seasons, it does point to that. Yeah. And ugh, you should never get, like, fair enough, because Pochettino, I'll say fair enough, the the point I'm going to make is ruined by a couple managers. So, like, Pochettino was a good example where no one wanted him, I, th- I think, anyway, no one wanted him. So it was a great move by Southampton, and then Spurs to take him on. But no one wanted Steve McLaren. He yeah. was not going to be, he, he might not have even got it, but he probably would have got a lower championship job at... It wasn't like, quick, we've got to sign Steve McLaren up because, you know, I don't know, Sunderland are interested or whoever, you know, West Brom are interested. Mm. Nope, it was literally, you are the only, we are the only people, you, we are your last chance at a Premier League job. And he took it and And Charnley has to take the blame and Ashley has to take the blame for appointing Charlie. and how Charlie was allowed to keep his job last season after appointing John Carver, we've talked about it a hundred times, i kind of bore myself now, but, you know, Carver took the job, did terribly, <laughs> terribly. They tried to get McLaren. He said no, so they gave it to Carver. You know, it was just like, you, you, there aren't the words to describe that decision-making process. There really aren't.
2: Yeah, yeah we've done it. Yeah. From that point, the fact that, that these people have been given another 12 months of running the club and made it worse, and there still seems to be no move to do anything about it. I know it's obviously going to have to wait till the end of the season now, but... You, you, you think, well, what's the point now? If we go down, which I still think is quite likely, even though at the start of the show we have being all positive, it's it's obviously very likely. It's not impossible to get out of it, but if we go down and then changes happen, or even if we stay up and changes happen, it's like, what? Why have we been put through the last two years? It's an absolute joke, and it's it's really made me lose a lot of um, enthusiasm for football, which is a, you know never thought to say this, and I don't think I'll ever. Get rid of the season ticket, just you know, because it's all the lads <laughs> would go.
1: There's a different tune at the start of the season. Well, it's just <laughs> I'm not going back.
2: <laughs> uh, John Carver actually, made not getting any more money out of <laughs> John, me. John Carver actually made me cancel my director, but that's how bad John Carver was. But no, I was always going to come to matches, you know. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that does contradict what I'm saying, <laughs> fair enough. Um, We'll, we'll always go because... Because you know, of Rafa
1: Benitez. Rafa Benitez recognised something in this club that he thought was special, and he's right. That's why why people like Rafa Benitez manage our club compared to other clubs in the Premier League. Yeah. And if he keeps it up, which I, keeps us up, which I think he will, um, I'm just, as I mentioned to Josh, uh, one of the followers on Twitter before, I've just been checking the calendar, and I'm looking for the date we'll actually win the Premier League title on next year. Because we're doing a Leicester. We're <laughs> stopping up, <laughs> and then we're winning it next season. Maybe um, if he gets rid of Charlie. Basically, if he gets rid of Charlie and the, and and Carr and Moncur, appoints Benitez with a proper like person who can do a good job running a football club. We've basically already run the league. <laughs> Just tell the Premier League <laughs> not to bother running next season. Oh, man. Just to finish. I mean, I say finish. We've we've still got ten minutes technically. Um, what do you think about? Uh, we've talked about it quite a lot. What do you think about uh, Leicester and their fans? Because. We went to Leicester, and the atmosphere was good in the ground. But it it wasn't like this is something that will never. Have. It wasn't special, you know. That the, the BBC made a big thing a few weeks ago when they won at Palace. Like the fans stayed in for half an hour after the match, singing songs, and the tannoy had to be like, "Can you please leave?" If we were going to win the league at Leicester, first of all at uh, Palace, first of all there'd be like fifty thousand Newcastle fans, like <laughs> just in London, yeah, like. It, it, for for the run in the Premier League, there would just be thousands and thousands of Castle fans. I'd still be there. It would still be there now. They wouldn't be getting rid of us like oh half an hour afterwards. You just get the feeling it's all a bit. I don't know. Like they've got the drum, the gold music, the clappers. and I know we've we've, we've been on with this they've before, got, but
2: they've got free donuts.
1: Do you think their fans are? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being miserable here. But I just don't get the feeling. This I, is you know Liverpool's fans. You know Liverpool were going to win the league. Yeah, that that was special to them. That was like they are doing something incredible here. They were had the an incredible atmosphere. They had the pyrotechnics. They had the, you know, welcoming welcome the team bus with, you know, thousands lining the streets and, and it was special. It was a bit like this. They re- realised that, listen, you'll get the ring, win the Premier League very often, even as a club like Liverpool, with their resources and history. And I don't know, with Leicester it just seems a bit like, well, the Tigers won uh, against Bath yesterday and, <laughs> and the football club won today. What a great weekend. <laughs> um
2: There's definitely not a hint of bitterness (laughs) or jealousy in your voice at all. I hope they win the league, but yeah. No, listen. I mean, nobody, nobody who's a football fan couldn't admit to being a little bit jealous of of Leicester right now. And (laughs) you know, they wouldn't have normally filled their stadium, but they're doing it now, obviously because they're going to win the league. And that—that's obviously a a small club thing. But the the clappers, yeah, uh, annoying. The the gold music, cringy. And even the way they went on when we were there, they the kind of goaded the away fans like, "Oh, you're going down! Like you're about to win the league, man! Concentrate on yeah, that!" Yeah, yeah, it's pathetic. Um,
1: down with the Villa was their partner. Yeah. Uh, uh, Idiots. there's you know? <laughs> well, staying up for a start. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, well, I agree. It doesn't feel like it. It feels because it's because it's so ridiculous. It doesn't feel like a real kind of like as as you describe. If Liverpool in the league, it would be a massive like monumental thing. If Leicester win the league, everyone's just going to think. How on earth has this happened? You know, it blows football and it's great. It's good for football, obviously. It opens the whole thing up again. When when in previous years it just hasn't been even looked like that was ever going to happen. But it, it's so ridiculous, and it's kind of a that's never going to happen again. So it's just a one off, and it's a bit daft, and we'll always remember it. But it, fe- <laughs> I don't know. Again, this, this is my version of being bitter and jealous. But it just feels like it's just a, a little bit ridiculous, and I don't know. <laughs> Novelty.
1: It seems Novel- like novelty. Yeah, it exactly, seems like that's Leicester's the word. fans are, are behaving like it's a a novelty thing and yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. If if I was a Newcastle well, <laughs> if I was a Newcastle fan, I'm a Newcastle fan. <laughs> if I was at um St James's and we're we we're, we're like seven games or like eight wins away from the Premier League title mm. and they gave me a plastic c cu- clapper on a donut <laughs> <laughs> I would I would not be clapping the the, the clapp or eating the donuts, I'll put it that way. <laughs> um I just yeah, it just it just seems a bit manufactured, and I don't know, yeah, I it's, don't know it's what I want. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't be happier with anything that did.
2: It it's almost yeah, I know I don't, it, it, that's true, but it's almost like they've got to force force themselves to look even more excited about it than they are. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like, um, because at the end of the day, this is a club that would normally have about fifteen thousand fans at matches, and you know the the ones that have come along for the ride for for the winning the league. Don't know how to behave. Yeah. Football matches. Right, just the see. woman in your
1: office. Yeah, name and no names. <laughs> not that I know a name.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh, are you going? Because I think their last game is at Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you going to go down to Chelsea? Like, if I was going to win the league, uh, Newcastle, it doesn't matter where it was. I'd be, you know, I'd be, I'd be booking as soon as there was a chance. It's like, well, maybe. You know, like, you're not that bothered, are you? Really? You know, yeah. It, yeah. No one. Uh, There'll be Leicester fans all over the country now, where nobody knew there were Leicester fans before this season, and that's why it feels a bit silly i think we need to stop talking this sounds so better
1: it does pete mark friend of the show says that if we were going to leak the sports direct mugs <laughs> <laughs> you're the mug mate if anyone is <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so this probably i think we're done for a day thanks to the um tens of thousands who listen <laughs> uh, to, no that's that's not true every radio show um
2: we'll be welcoming leicester city fans to the yeah. show next week <laughs>
1: Well, if there are anything like Sunderland fans, they are purposely seeking out my content <laughs> just to get angry at. Um, hello, hello, Raji Sunderland fans who listen to every single show that we do and read all of my stuff on True Faith. Um, yeah, Sai, what's the score going to be tomorrow?
2: Um, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw.
1: 2-1 Newcastle, come on. Uh, 2-1 Newcastle. Last week... There were some very ropey, let's, we've got to do Southampton show to put out. Even me, I mean, I wasn't as drunk as the rest of the lads, if drunk at all. Um, having to drive back the next day. Even me, I was like, come on, Mickey, we're kind of good at Southampton. We've just done last day. We've just done like this. We've spent a fortune. And the next step, he's like, well, if we leave the <laughs> <we leave> castle <laughs> at
2: like 4am. <laughs> I'm sure on Sunday morning when a knack at Mickey was stuck in the back of your car, <laughs> you were saying... You've made such a good decision not to come on this trip, Si. <laughs> this was really rash.
1: He said that, did he? Yeah. Oh, I'm right. sure
2: you'll be saying the same thing.
1: I, I had a really good time in Arch. It was a really good trip. But then I didn't stay out till 5 o'clock in the morning like them. <laughs> like, Fair. in very, very ropey bars. He was also in a massive mood because he smashed his phone. So, like, he was in a right bad mood because that still is, probably.
2: What a disaster.
1: Unlucky Mickey. But, um, yeah, there was some ropey calls for Southampton, so I'm kind of pleased I'm not going just to have a. Normal weekends where like I'm not traveling the length of the country watching Castle get beat, but we're gonna win. <laughs> uh yeah, thanks to everyone if,
2: if actually if we win, you're not allowed any more away games this season.
1: Uh, you try and keep me out of Villa Park there's a chance <laughs> of us staying up and then going down. You yeah, you try uh, Oh yeah. Villa file? Um their plight has been enjoyable. I would have enjoyed it a lot more for we West Brom. But I think that's it, Sai. Uh thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, at TF Weekly Pods get involved on Twitter we like to talk to fans of the show and have crack um, my stuff's on True Faith match preview of Southampton now uh, have a read if you like most people get angry underneath no, most people are pretty nice actually um, <laughs> and yeah uh, be back podcast on Monday I, I can't do it because I'm driving to Manchester side, so you and the lads the lads you know uh, Ben Wade might turn up for this one uh, make you too. Um so, yeah, cheers. Thanks for listening and keep the faith. We're going to stay up. Promise. All right. See ya.